Welcome to the No Water Methodist Church Podcast, where we hope to encourage you in your spiritual journey so that you may be a blessing to your local church and to the world. So glad you're listening to our podcast. I, uh, this is Jeffrey. I'm the preacher. And uh, this episode is really kind of an insider for the church. It's not based on biblical exposition. Um, we spent worship the last Sunday, because it's All Saints Sunday, talking about uh, members of the church who have died in years past. So we did read the scriptures. We read uh, from Hebrews. But uh, anyway, it's very different from the series we just ended. Um, if you didn't listen to it, you might go back in time. We did a 16-episode series on the Book of Romans, one one chapter a week, and that was uh, that was really good. Um, but if uh, if you're a, a part of this community and you know a lot of these names, um, I'd invite you just to look it up on YouTube or Facebook because it'll have the pictures of the people we're talking about and you can um, see the people in the congregation that are talking. Uh, but if you're just wanting to listen to this while you work out or do the dishes or something, then um, it'll, it'll be just fine. So uh, anyway, I hope you have an appreciation for those Christians who have died and informed you in your faith and that uh, that's something that continues to, to support and uphold you in your walk. Uh, we'll have a more normal podcast next week with some uh, significant engagement with the scriptures. All right, enjoy. It's time for us to attend upon God's word, and I'm not going to preach much today. Rather, I wanted to spend time honoring uh, those who've gone before us, but I wanted to to root all that we are saying in this time in the Holy Scriptures, so we're going to be uh, turning to Hebrews chapter 11, which you can find on page 1873. We're going to read the entire chapter and then the first three verses of chapter 12. We usually read some portion of this every year. I don't know that we've ever read the whole chapter of chapter 11. Um, Basically what this does is it talks about the saints of the ages. A saint is a holy one. Uh, The Greek word is uh, hagios, the holy ones. Hagia uh, just means holy. So it's people who've been sanctified. And what it argues is that the people of the Old Testament were looking forward to Jesus and his kingdom. Whenever it's talking about that kingdom made with pillars uh, that is not of this world, it's talking about the heavenly realms. It's saying that these people, even though they hadn't seen Jesus yet, anticipated his coming and his coming kingdom. And that we have seen his king, him and the coming of his kingdom and that we will be with him for eternity in his kingdom. So we're, we're mindful of the saints and the fact that we are united with them in ministry. And then we're going to talk about some particular saints belonging to this church. Um, I'm, I, rather than say it later, I'm going to say it now. Um, some churches speak with confidence about who's going to make it and who's not. And I don't think that's really our job. It's God alone who is judge. But we can say about who it was that was sanctified in this community. We can speak to the faith of those whom we've seen, and God is going to judge according to his good judgment, not ours. Uh, But we're going to work with what we've been given here, and we're going to faithfully honor the memory of those who've come before. So we're on page 1873. I'd invite you to read through this with me, and then we'll acknowledge the the heritage that, that we have in Christ. Listen to the word of God. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. Quote, he could not be found because God had taken him away. 
For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. We're in verse 8, if you've lost me. By faith, Abraham, when, he call, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting that they were foreigners and strangers on the earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises, was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, quote, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. If any of this confuses you, and it should if you haven't really done some scriptural research on this, you should go home and read over this some more and make sure you understand it more. You should contact me during the week to say, hey, what was this about? Uh, we're not supposed to just brush past it and not think about it again. All these are mysteries that yield great fruit. Verse 20, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in regard to their future. By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshiped as he leaned on top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when his end was near, spoke about the exodus of the Israelites from Egypt and gave instructions concerning the burial of his bones. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt. Not fearing the king's anger, he persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the army had marched around them for seven days. By faith, the prostitute Rahab, because she welcomed the spies, was not killed with those who were disobedient. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, and Jephthah, about David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength, and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. There were others who were tortured, 
refusing to be released so that they might gain an even better resurrection. Some faced jeers and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were put to death by stoning. They were sawed in two. Is the Bible rated R? They were killed by the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, destitute, persecuted, and mistreated. The world was not worthy of them. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and in holes in the ground. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised since God had planned something better for us so that only together with us would they be made perfect. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the word of the Lord. So this whole passage here is meant to remind us of the seriousness and the power and the suffering of those who had faith before us. And it points to people in the Old Testament, because this is the letter to the Hebrews, it's a Jewish audience, and the assumption is that everybody knows those stories. However, he says there are countless others who have been faithful across the ages, and they have seen God's power in their lives, but they have also seen tremendous suffering for their faith. And the reason we have their stories is so that we can have the same strength and the same suffering as they. And we have more to work with than they did. A lot of them were before the time of Jesus. They hadn't seen the fullness of Jesus. And here it says their faith was meant to be united with ours. It's completed in our faith. So we have no excuse for being weaker than them. Rather, we have been given everything we need for salvation. We've been given that purchase through the blood of Christ Jesus in his eternal kingdom. And we should live with the strength and integrity and endurance and perseverance of the saints of the ages. When Christians first came on the scene in ancient Rome, the only people honored in death were the powerful, the elite, the rich. The poor, their bodies were burned and done away with and their memories of no account. When the church came on the scene, we were acknowledged for honoring the dead of any status. Rather than burning their bodies, we buried them with honor. Rather than letting their memories go away, we created All Saints Day as a holiday to remember the saints who went before. We live in an earthly culture here in America which fears and hates death, and we get real sad about it. We try not to talk about it. The church leans into it. We remember those who have gone before us. We thank God for their mission and ministry and their example. And that's what we're going to do now. I'm going to step over to the bell tree. I'm going to talk, say each person's name. And then what we haven't done in years past, what I wanted to make room for, we have 20 minutes for it now. With each person, I want to provide an opportunity for anyone here who wants to share a good word about any of the people to be able to do so. Joe, if you wouldn't mind grabbing the microphone again to, to let people participate in that way. There are going to be some people that that here nobody knew very well, and we're going to acknowledge their their name and and have their picture and acknowledge them in that way. There are some other people here who remember very fondly those who went before, and I want to give you an opportunity to honor them in this way. Um, And I'm going to uh, use my pastoral privilege to speak on a couple of them as well, because I do what I want. I was sick this week, and I did not get to coordinate with TJ to make sure that everything perfectly matches, so be gracious with me if I say a name that's not up here, or uh, I don't know what else can happen, but there's always something. So the, the person that we honor who died first is Mary Nell Warlick. She died on November 14th, 1992. Would anyone like to share anything about Mary now? She was a strong church leader, but she uh, had to walk my mom all night long 
to have me. So I really uh, am thankful for her. I've never heard that story before. That's wonderful. As one who has walked a woman in labor, it's quite an honor. I don't know who watched Jim Patton's interview, but he told a story on Mary Nell Warlick whenever they were talking about constructing the sanctuary. Bill Brown tried to paint the picture of how the, the choir could go from back here into the choir loft. And for some reason, she imagined in her head that they were going to have to crawl through a tunnel. And so she very politely just got dark, and she was bothered for weeks until he finally asked her, Jim did, what, what do you hate about this? She said, I don't think we can crawl through a tunnel before worship, and then they finally were able to fix it. But she was just so polite, and she didn't raise Cain about it. She just thought humbly about it. Um, anyway, what a lady. Edith Pauline Bailey. Nope, that was wrong order. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Albert Glenn Fritz Wigger died September 3rd, 1997. Amerigo Morsani died June 2nd, 1998. Remember, for 48, 45 years, it says up there. Don't y'all love having the pictures? We'll, uh, we don't have Spike Radcliffe, huh? See, I know there'd be a, a mistake. That, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ring his bell anyway. This is Wilbur Spike Radcliffe. He died on August 1st, 1998. Edith Neff died April 10th, 2001, 47 years a member of this community. She lived right around the corner, I believe. And one of the other people in that church she took us today. That's, that's oh, is that you up there, Vicki? That's Whitney. That's Whitney. That's what I thought. Okay. That's all right. Well, Whitney's here. She's just in the back. All right. We have Patricia Patty Fry. Died on January 16, 2004, 46 years a member of this community. Gary W. Gibson died on October 15, 2005, after 43 years a member. I had the joy of riding to and from Oklahoma City with Carl, uh, Gary's son, uh, from a, it doesn't matter what it was from. Carl honors his father. His father was a, a hard man, a loving man, a man of honor, uh, a man who gave a lot, a man who stood for much. Anson C. Page. Died September 30th, 2006. The only story I ever heard about this guy was he was very proud of a bush and his front lawn turned out to be marijuana. <laughs> Actually, that's not the only story I heard on him. Uh, he was very proud of voting day uh, and took great pride in voting. Catherine Page, his wife, died shortly thereafter. March 31st, 2007, after 61 years a member here was a church musician here, led the church in song for many years. Latrice Lee Temple died July 7, 2007, after 54 years a member. So much history lost, right? Louise Lilburn. Passed December 7, 2007, after 66 years a member. <clears throat> Margaret Fisher died October 12, 2008, after 49 years as a member. Dorothy Moore 
died April 19th, 2008, 50 years a member here. Helen Morsani died July, June 9th, 2008, after 61 years of membership here. A lot of people couldn't hear that, so go ahead. Um, my very first time I came here, Helen, which I knew her in Amerigo anyway, because of my in-laws. We would go to dinner out there and stuff. And the first time I came with the children, she uh, reprimanded me and told me to put them, to bring them out of the nursery. They need to sit up here in the pews with the grown-ups and learn how to sit in church. And I didn't want to bring them because they were awful. And I didn't want to mess with it. I just wanted to break, you know. So begrudgingly, I had the kids in here, but she didn't, she didn't cut any, you know, niceties or anything. She just told you bluntly what you need to do. So that was kind of nice about her. She's also a good cook. While she's talking about her, I see a lot of heads. See, the, one of the reasons that, that, I mean, I love that folks are with us online, but as, as we're going through this, I know a lot of people watching online are just going, man, they're just reading through the names. They don't get to see all the faces that I'm seeing as you're looking at their picture and going, yes. I don't get to, they don't get to hear the murmurings and the, the things that y'all are saying. So this is really a blessed time. I'm glad we're doing this. All right, let's, uh, let's go on. William C. Whitford, July 19th, 2008, 45 years a member here. Denzel Lee Berry died September 16th, 2009. Glenn C. Moore died September 26, 2009. 51 years a member here. I got, to I got to say that uh, whatever Glenn said, I never had a doubt. I mean, I, the man, I think, was one of the, one of the best superintendents that uh, no auto school system has had. And uh, I, I just thought the world of him. But anyway. Looks like the next is Lucille Gillespie, passed on October 12th, 2009. After 59 years a member. Oh, we've got some hands back here. Lucille Gillespie held the kitchen together. And you never looked in the back seat or the trunk of her car that she didn't have from one to four big pans ready to cook. So wherever she ended up, she had the right pans to cook. and. Uh, she is the reason that I think my son finally went to, uh, went to Sunday school class. When he was a little boy and was in the nursery, she was around. And then when it was time for him to go to Sunday school, he wouldn't leave her. And so she stayed in the kitchen with Jim, I think, until he was 13. Maybe not, maybe not quite that old. I would just say that uh, Lucille was the type of person that you almost couldn't get her to leave church. She was always here, all the time, and just a lovely, lovely lady. My understanding was the, she was also tied real big into taking care of the gardens, and she did the nursery. She, she seems like one of these that was just the glue that holds a lot of things together. She also, I think, started the city's um, library. Next is uh, Margaret Eleanor, nope, sorry, Mary Wigger, Mary Jeanette Wigger, passed on December 5th, 2010. Then Mary Eleanor Alexander, she passed on May 12th, 2010. 
25 years a member here. Her husband was a Methodist preacher. Next is Don Kaiser. Passed on September 4th, 2011, after 61 years a member here. Next is William Hubert Temple, passed on September 5th, 2012. Next is Jarrett Klingen, passed on October 1st, 2012, after 31 years a member here. Next is Everett Ovitt Sears, passed on March 21st, 2013, after 52 years a member here. Maybe everyone's sick of hearing from me, but um, Everett was another one of those like Lucille. He was here all the time. He was just a wonderful, wonderful soul. I mean, everyone just loved him. Uh, I would also uh, deliver meals with Everett, and it, just as a kid, it was a real joy just spending time with him and delivering with him. Next is Michael Lee Whitford, passed on March 18th, 2013, after 47 years a member. Next is uh, Grace Elizabeth Betty Nunnally, passed on March 31st, 2013, after 52 years a member here. Jill's got something. She ran the grocery store Nunnally's right around the corner from here. Kept an eye on the kids, though. Some of them wanted candy and they'd get up in there. <laughs> so she'd just kind of walk around. But she was great. Jill's, Jill's saying, you got the microphone. Okay. <laughs> well, you heard me. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, she kept an eye on the kids because some of them had sticky fingers. Yeah. 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 At, at, the, at the store about the candy, yes. Which I never thought that'd be a big problem with my kids, but it is. Jesse's got such a sweet tooth, so you have to watch him. Just a natural thing, stealing candy. It doesn't feel like stealing. It feels like, well, never mind. Um, okay, next is uh, Martha Ann Maddox. She passed on October 25th, 2013. 79 years a member here. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Uh, Martha was my mother's best friend growing up. And uh, I would go down there to visit uh, Mark and all the kids. Uh, there was a lot of kids who lived next door, and we all played up on the hill and everything. But uh, Martha loved kitty cats, and she gave me a cat without asking permission to, from my mother. <laughs> and I brought the cat home, and Mom said, where did you get that cat? I said, well, Martha Ann, and he, I watched it get bigger so it could be weaned. And Mom Mom uh, said, you didn't have permission. You did not ask permission from me. <laughs> but anyway, my father was a veterinarian, and he loved animals, and they kept the cat and wound up being a 20, 21-year-old cat who could climb trees and then chase flashlight lights everywhere he went. Dad could get him to go anywhere, but Mom fell in love with him too. But I can just remember the look on her face when... Martha Ann gave me a cat and didn't, didn't tell mom I was coming home with one. That breaks parent code. Yeah. Janice has got a memory.
Martha Ann, she, she claimed to be a farm girl, but if you, if you saw her dolled up to go to fitness in Tulsa, you'd, you'd wonder if she'd ever been on a farm. But <clears throat> anyhow, you'd go to her house and she'd say, Howdy, come on in this house. <laughs> Without even looking up, and she'd usually try to feed you. <coughs> but Martha, she, she was born in the hospital at the Savoy. She lived a half a block from here. She went to church here. And, and that, was, that was the extent of her moving in life, except for a couple of years that, that she and Bill were away when he was in, in JAG in school. But when they, they, she had a dog that was just really, really close, and everyone knew this dog. And one day she and, and Bill were at a funeral of a close friend and they were seated with the family. And uh, the dog knew the way to the church and pretty soon the funeral director came up and, and the dog had come and he tapped Martha on the shoulder and says, Martha, should Charlie sit with the family? <laughs> and her response? Well, she said, said, tell him to take him back home. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> she was a proper lady, wasn't she? <coughs> Laverne Radcliffe, deceased December 8th, 2013, after 59 years a member. Wendell Klingen died April 9th, 2014, after 64 years a member. Aline Merritt died October 21st, 2014, after 74 years a member. She was the first <coughs> funeral I did. That's not true. That's not true. I felt like I did whenever I, the first, let's see, let's see, let's see. No, we've got a few. Frances Brandon, she was the first one I did. Next is Jack Lilburn, died November 10th, 2014. He was only here nine years, but he made a big impact while he was here, didn't he? Sang in the choir. Played trumpet, if I recall correctly. Had a... Had a uh, addiction background that Lord had saved him through, and had a good personal testimony, if I'm aware. Edith Pauline Bailey passed November 27, 2014, after 61 years a member. Seen a lot of pictures of her up front here doing the children's sermon. She was another staple of the church. Um, she was here all the time. One Christmas. Linda, I can't remember her last name, was our minister. Baggett. Yes, Baggett was the minister at the time, and I guess we didn't have a lot of people coming to church, but it was Christmas morning, and it was on Sunday, and Pauline and I and Linda were the only ones here, and we had such a good time. The three of us sat around on Christmas morning and just talked and drank coffee, and just it was just very pleasant. But anyway, she was just a wonderful, wonderful person. Christmas morning is on a Sunday again this year, so if there's only three of us here, well, no, there's at least the Rickmans going to be here, but I hope y'all come. I have something to tell you about Joseph Seal. <laughs> he uh, was wild as a young child, and it, it just about drove me crazy. He would not stay out from under the pews. He'd crawl on the floor. He was having his little cars. <laughs> he just played toys all the time. He would not sit still, just hyperactive. And I left. I told him, I said, we just we can't do this, because I was starting to sing in the choir, and I loved it, but I just could not deal with Joe. <laughs> so we went home, and uh, well, after church, and then I didn't go back for a year, but this whole year, it would be, Mom, is this the Sunday that we're going back to church? You know, and he'd say, Mom, are we going to church? He was all excited. And I said, no, nope, not yet. Because nobody had even called and said anything to me for a whole year. I was 
they had let us be in the nursery for a while, but he got too old, and they'd, the preacher said, no, he has to go out there. And I wasn't going to be able to sing because I didn't think he'd be tame. And Pauline, I know she says Edith, but it's Paul. She came to me and said, Jill, you can bring Joe in here, and he can just sit right by me and color, and is that way you can join the choir. And I said, He's not going to be quiet. Little heart turkey. He was quiet for her for the rest of his life and just sat there and colored, and never made any sounds, didn't crawl on the floor, nothing. So she was a blessing to us and a blessing to Joe, and we tried to bless her. We'd live two houses down, and he'd go visit her all the time. Got anything else? I mean, yeah, I was just really close to Pauline. Like, I just remember being a, like a little kid and just sitting next to her, uh, like just falling over the hymns with her. And then uh, I remember as a little kid, I was kind of, uh, uh, kind of felt like I had, like she would sit up there on the steps and do the children's sermon. And I felt like, uh, like her right side was like my spot and only my spot. And so whenever children's time would come, I remember I would run up as fast as I could Climbing and just sit at, yeah. at her right side. And, yeah, I was just really close to her. We'd go to her house and visit with her, always real nice and sweet. She was a really wonderful woman. Ida Guthrie past February 21st, 2015, after 26 years a member. Bill Brown, May 3rd, 2015, member for 53 years here. The space we're sitting in, a lot of it was wired and designed by Bill Brown. His, his legacy surrounds us in, in many material ways every time we gather. Go ahead, Cindy. Well, he was very instrumental in lots of programs here, and his, his presence, he was just here all the time. He was always fidgeting with the thermostat to make sure it was just right, and just smiling all the time, and just a friendly, outgoing, great, great guy. It's just, it's, that was quite a loss. Started our dinners with love ministry, I believe. Francis Wallace passed June 28, 2015, after 61 years a member. She was the church secretary, wasn't she? Wayne Fry passed July 5th, 2015, after 48 years a member. Designed a lot of the, the things that you see around here, the, the island out there, the, the station that, that Mike and uh, Robbie are sitting at. I believe that he designed the cross and flame up here. Lifelong trustee here. His daughter sent me a picture of him uh, working on the, the, the bathroom at the parsonage long before I ever moved in there. I enjoy his work every day. He's working on the sink. Belva Lee Price passed July 15th, 2015 after 39 years a member here. Joyce Reed passed July 25th, 2015, after 56 years a member here. Jesse Nunnally died August 18th, 2015, after 74 years of membership here.
Paul Morsani, passed February 8th, 2016. Barbara Moore, passed December 12th, 2016, after 19 years of membership here. I never thought Barbara liked me very much. But she was more the type that just didn't smile. And she actually did like me, I'm pretty sure. My favorite memory about her is always going to be that soon after Susanna was born, we were one of these parents that we don't like people touching our babies or whatever. Because people are whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, Y'all can touch my baby. But Barbara came by, I think, three weeks after Susanna was born, showed up unannounced at the house and said, I need to hold that baby. And we were polite. We let her hold the baby, and and Barbara died just a couple weeks later. And I always thought she just knew that her time was close, and she wanted to bless Susanna. I don't think I've told you that that story, Susanna. She was just a very firm, matter-of-fact person. I liked Barbara quite a bit. Helen Landers passed December 17th, 2016, after 50 years a member here. Lifelong United Methodist woman. Janet Berry passed December 24th, 2016, after 59 years a member. Clara Van Winkle passed on March 18th, 2017, after 70 years membership here. She didn't have time to study the Bible during the day. I remember her kids, I sat down with them. They would wake up in the middle of the night and come in and find their mother studying the Bible on the floor of the kitchen at night. I just remember her cookies. We always made sure that... We told her to bring cookies on Wednesday because they were the best. And I would always hide back a few so that I would be sure and have some. Claudine Myers passed on January 24th, 2017 after 68 years of membership here. Claudine and GL decided that she and I need to learn to play golf. Well, after a few times, GL said, honey, I think you better do something else. (laughs) Claudine was the one that got me to go into the Methodist church, and I appreciated that. Thank you. GL, her husband, passed April 9th, 2017, after 86 years of membership here. Calvin Harris, passed June 1st, 2017, after 25 years of member here. Verona Lee Price, passed August 2nd, 2017, 37 years a member here. William Bill Maddox, died on September 16th, 2017, after 66 years a member here. I mean, I really can't say anything that not everyone already doesn't know because Bill was just uh, special. Um, I, I refer to them as the it couple. And um, he was so self-deprecating and humorous 
and giving and cool. He was just everything, wonderful. About It was just, a, just such a neat guy. Um, you know, delivered meals for years, did Sunday school. He, just, he was just very um, pivotal in this church. Bill was my friend. When I first moved here, he was visiting his son. He was away for a few weeks. Everybody said, you got to meet Bill. You got to meet Bill. That made me not want to meet him. <laughs> but I remember he came and he was in a pinstripe suit. First time I ever met him. He was so, he was dressed to the nines. Just a lovely man. He was a good friend to me. Had me over to his place once a week. Always encouraging always more prone to talk about the person he was talking to rather than himself. Man of great integrity. Pauline Gibson Selvey passed on March 3rd, 2018, 54 years a member here. He was getting enrolled. He'd been doing ministry here. Didn't ask anybody for money. Maybe he did. I don't remember. But Dwayne quietly took care of him. And now I'm letting everybody know. Ethel Jawan Covey passed on April 21st, 2018 after 67 years a member here. Howard Dwayne Lynch passed on April 8, 2019, after 58 years of member here. His mother, Catherine Lynch, passed on November 23, 2020, after 63 years of member. Sherry Lynn Todd passed on December 26, 2020, after 44 years a member here. Donald Lewis passed on July 28, 2021, after 10 years a member here. Charles Ray Price. Passed on August 20, 2021, after 48 years of membership here. Chuck was a solid guy.
Chuck was a humble man. He didn't throw his own weight around even though he could. He was a big part of the glue of this whole town for a long time, decades. Owned many buildings, served on many boards, could have easily been walking around this church with his chest out, throwing his weight around. I don't know a single story of him ever behaving that way. He was a model of Christian humility. Joanne Lee Whitford, Joan Whitford, excuse me, August 12th, 2021, after 58 years of member here. We could have spent a lot less time on this. We could have done a lot fewer names. Um, We could brush over this and focus on a happy, hunky-dory message. We could focus on the ones who are here now rather than the ones that came before. There's a reason why I've chosen to do things this way. Every year I've tried to pay honor to those who came before, and it's not just about me. It's about this golden rule thing. And I think it's so sad if people pour their lives into a church that then doesn't acknowledge them when they're gone. And if I could, I would acknowledge them a lot more, and I would like for us as a community to do that a lot more. We have this very entitled way of going about things where we think that that everything's about us. We don't realize that we stand on the shoulders of people who came before and they built things. Our generation tears things down. But we stand on the edifice built by Christ Jesus and his saints throughout the ages. I'm glad for those who came before. I know they weren't perfect, but they built what we have today. Joe's got something he's going to say. I saw Robert Rogers was up there. I didn't know if you had anything to say about him. I don't know what happened to his bell. That's our fault. Okay. Thank you for that reminder. Robert Rogers came into the fold very near the end of his life. And he actually never became a member, but we kind of gave him honorary membership. He was a man who'd led a rough life, and he'd had a rough life. When he was with us, he didn't have his legs. He had a hernia. He was in bad physical shape, but he was drawn to the Lord. I'm glad to have his name up there. We're going to get his bell. I don't know what happened to his bell. We're going to find his bell. We're going to put it back up there. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who've come before. We thank you for this church. We ask, Father, that you would help us to walk in their footsteps, that when our time comes to join you and the saints above, that you would unite us with those whom we've named now, that you would help us to walk in humility for the rest of our lives. We ask these things in Jesus' holy name. Amen.